Hey everyone, welcome to Wake Dad, Drink, Repeat, the podcast that defines today's dad. I'm Anthony Palmer. I'm Michael Smith. Palmer, you know, we poached this guest and we rarely do this good of a job, but we did a well done accomplishment. And if everyone just simmers on his today's dad definition, I see what you're doing. (laughs) They'll be glad and they'll get in the kitchen and cook a great meal. That was was the chefiest introduction any chef has ever had. (laughs) It was the shittiest blend of keywords that I could put together. For an oh, introduction, hmm. uh, that was that was that was good, Nick. We apologize. <laughs> I, I, I'm terribly sorry, man. That's I'm I'm sure he's just like stern face grinning, not even smiling. Like this is what this is what I signed up for. Oh, that was awesome. All right, well, on today's <laughs> show we have Chef Nick Roberts. <laughs> uh, Nick, sir, thank you for being with us. Oh, I love it. Nick is a uh, husband to Top Chef season 14 winner winner Brooke Williamson and dad to Hudson um, and is a uh, co-chef and co-owner of four restaurants in the Los Angeles area with Brooke. Um, so we really appreciated Nick taking time to come on and talk with us. Uh, he has a awesome today's dad story. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly cool. I think uh, what I like about their, in today's world, what I like about his story, his family story, is they are truly a husband and wife team that have this ingrained passion of being a chef and a restaurateur um, in both of them. And then they hit, in today's world, it's super timely, they hit this lottery of being on a reality show for their passion. It's not like they went on Survivor or something, but they went on a reality show for their passion of cooking and Brooke wins. And then that completely catapults this catapults them as a family um, into this space of multiple restaurants, world travel, um, being able to kind of live on a different, I mean, threshold for, for their chosen path, I suppose, and just rocking it out with their 11 year old son, Hudson, and um, really doing a stellar job at it. Yeah, no doubt. And the, that whole experience for Nick, I think you and I, he's, he's one of those guests that I think we had an opportunity to really relate to because um, you know, as a dad, he's not that he doesn't work as hard at Brooke as Brooke at everything that they've done, but here he is along these ways, kind of having to step back and let her be the focus on the career path and everything and, and kind of drive that train for them at times. Um, they should take, take the spotlight kind of thing. Yeah, of course. But, but then, but then also be that dude that's, you know, the dad taking care of the dad stuff. I mean, him, it, it, he's the first guest we've had on the show, we, we and won't spoil it too much, but we get into a, a part in the episode where we're talking about, you know, being the dads that are at the, at the school drop off and knowing all the moms. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. It. <laughs> that is, yeah. We know that, well, life you know, all too well. <laughs> you know, when you're the dad that knows all the moms in the school line that like you're, you're, you're breaking that gender barrier. Um, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> one, I'm proud, proud as time. hell, proud <laughs> as hell to be doing it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we have a great conversation with him. But before we get into it, we've got a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, Absolutely. Please our show on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to stay social with us on Instagram. Join our Facebook community where we're having uh, discussions every day about what it means to be a Today's Dad. You got it. And uh, more than anything, we appreciate all the feedback. And uh, be sure to tell all of your fellow dads about it. Let's make this community bigger. Let's do it. All right, brother, before we get into the episode, what are you drinking on? Mm, 
I'm so excited for this. You remember uh, a couple weeks ago I told you I was at a, a local distillery here in Black Mountain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am drinking Oak and Grist. G-R-I-S-T. Um, they are a local distillery here in Black Mountain, a brand new one. Um, I am drinking their blended malt whiskey. Um, oh. Super, yeah, man, super young distillery. They are not old enough to have a single malt, but um, they're, what they're doing is uh, they, they call it their stripling series. They have everything that they've barreled. Um, they're actually taking and bottling throughout that process, um, to actually take the aging process in the barrels. And, um, so every, every bottle is different, man. And it's, uh, it's super unique and it's super awesome. And more, I'm going to throw them more hats. Um, Oak and Gris, they do, um, everything is sourced, um, as regionally as possible. And they truly do. They mill, they brew, they ferment, they distill, and they age everything right there at Black Mountain. I mean, just right there in the distillery, which is badass, man. That um, is really cool. Tip of the, yeah. Tip of the hat to them. Uh, William, the dude, uh, that, that runs a place and, uh, to their crew, man. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I am, uh, not going to be as elaborate as you. I'm, I'm, I'm working on the old reliable. <laughs> I got some Jefferson's in the glass tonight. <laughs> That's good. I understand. I understand. I, I was excited to talk about Oak and Grist. I have been uh, since I, since I bought the bottle and uh, excited to actually be drinking it while we were recording. Yeah, man, that sounds really cool. I uh, will have to get mm. it next time we are out that way. But all right, well, without any so further good. ado, we are now going to play our conversation with Nick Roberts. Enjoy, guys. All right. Well, we are here with Nick Roberts, the co-chef and co-owner of uh, four restaurants in the L.A. area, Hudson House. <laughs> The triple Playa Provisions and Nick, don't kill me if I mess this one up, but uh, Kiko Kiko, is that right? No, you got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, and also the husband to Top Chef season 14 winner, Brooke Williamson. So uh, Nick, thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we're we're super excited to have you. Nick, man, if um, if there's if if there's one thing that stresses me out, it's the concept of owning a restaurant. And then you guys did it again and you did it again and you did it again. <laughs> and then you guys got famous and then you guys have a kid and then you're working with your wife alongside of it. You guys are like, like high octane um, <laughs> stress levels. It's just stress level to me. I, I don't, I, I get nervous. I'm sweating for you guys right now. Oh, it's, you know, it's uh, what we both have always known. I mean, we both were in the, got in the business when we were 15 years old. So, I mean, that's literally all we know is the restaurant business. So it's everyday life to us. It's your world. There's a, there's a, it is. Uh, magazine publication from you guys. Um, uh, I think it's your hometown based, but the, but the cover art makes you two look like complete utter badasses. You you like surpass oh, yeah. the level of chefs, and you look like punk rockers. You look like humble actors. You look like hometown chefs. You look like you you encompass this um a, a they own it. A higher level of being um, for what you guys are. You guys uh, should be incredibly proud at uh, your your life's journey that you're on. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Oh, it's it's been a it's been a fun journey, and we've been extremely fortunate. I mean, obviously, uh, Brooke doing Top Chef, excuse me, Top Chef, has really really helped uh, give us a little more courage to open up more places. Yeah, uh, but but it's been a fun adventure all the way through, and I've been fortunate enough to have Brooke uh, with me the whole time. I mean. Uh, or me with her, depending on how you 
how you look at it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Good well, man. Nick, 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 as we as as we start these dad to dad dad talks, what we do here on the Wake Dad Drink Repeat podcast is uh, our mission is to continually define today's dad. So, Nick, can you give us your definition of a today's dad? Yeah. Uh, so this was. I like rattle this off. Obviously I rattle it off to my, uh, my boss as many times. And she's like, well, don't sound like a caveman. <laughs> she's, she's like, don't say good. that out loud. That's not yeah. good. Well, it's like, you know, she, it, she says that actually very often. It's like you're been in the room with us. Um, but I said, you know, today's dad, uh, should be a role model, not do what I say and not what I do. Uh, lead by example, uh, be a partner by taking equal everyday parenting households, uh, and over, overall life responsibilities and being a supporter of not only financially, uh, not only a financial supporter, but providing support with the emotional roller coaster that exists in every evolving family. And that's, that's awesome. It. Nice definition, uh, man. That that's, that's polished. Uh, believe me. Again, I told you I had the wife, uh, <laughs> my boss, the, the educated one go, okay, nope, you can't say that. You can say this, that works. Okay, good. Absolutely I, uh, right, man. I I appreciate. I think you and I mean, no, I'm not throwing you under the bus for for kind of feeling like you read it, but I think you're the first person that's taken enough time to actually write it down and and give us the answers. So it's it's good. Well, it would have been. Well, it, there would have been a lot more stuttering if I just tried to do it on my own. I've been like, uh, 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 yeah. So so I wrote it down just in case, and you don't want the abbreviated version of it anyway. So this it's, this sounded a lot better. But I did read it. No throwing me under the bus for sure. Read that one. I love it. I love it. I love it. So well, it, um, it, in that definition, you you by all means said the ups and down roller coasters. That is, um, to, I'm going to throw that directly into. Let's rewind a little earlier to um, yours and Brooks' world. Um, go back to your kind of first restaurant that you guys opened. Uh, you opened it up um, as a. Again, opening up your business, businesses fail. I would argue to say restaurants fail more than any other business. Um, How were you guys taking that kind of first step as um, a couple opening up your first restaurant? Well, we were we were super super young. I think I was twenty four and she was twenty three. That's young. I think you're. uh, I think think, uh, referring to Amuse Cafe, and that was a roller coaster alone. I mean, uh, we had a. We were in court for a solid two years because of a, a neighbor who didn't want us to get our beer and wine license and just fought us all the way through. Eventually, as you said, we did close it. But before we closed it, we uh, opened up another restaurant uh, with another partner who was more seasoned than we were in actually running restaurants. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's it was... It was awesome because we did have each other. Uh, we did have some ups and downs personally as well during that time with all the stress, but we we just kept on going. And this is all before we got married, too. So, so you know. what what year did Hudson uh, House open? Uh, Hudson House opened in two thousand, two thousand eight or two thousand nine. And I guess I've probably screwed up in my introduction of you. So I told all your accolades and about your wife, but you're also a dad and on the show and you're a dad to Hudson, um, who is 11 years old, correct? He is. Yes. Okay. So you guys, your, your, that was Hudson house, your first restaurant you guys opened after becoming parents. 
Uh, yes. Uh, we had Beechwood, which was in Venice before that in, in Hudson. Uh, when Hudson was born, we had that. And we opened up. Uh, we realized we're going to need more because uh, these guys are, these kids are expensive. So we need another restaurant. <laughs> and uh, so we decided to open up Hudson House. And that's, yeah. Uh, so I think he was about eight months old when we finally opened it. I was saying to Mike, you know, it's uh, that, you know, having, having your first kid is overwhelming and frightening and scary enough, but having your first kid opening a business and naming that business after your kid, I mean, it's a real, it's, there's a real gamble there. Cause if that business fails, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of fear about what you're, I mean, right. parent, I guess. Right. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, well, we just wanted him to have a place to go drink when he was 21. We're like, like how cool will this be? That's, that. a, that's a long play, my friend. That's a long play. It was. I never said I was the smartest guy. Yeah. So, but well, the Hudson house. Any of that stuff, you've got a restaurant to drink at when you're 21. That's all. That's all that matters. That's the, it. That's the it. Hudson so. house failed. So I guess we failed as parents now. I guess there's no turning back. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I would exactly. love my parents more than I think I do now if they had opened a restaurant up for me to be able to drink at when I was 21. Yeah. yeah that'd be, be cool. Solid parenting. Move. I'd like them more. Yeah, right. Well, I, think, <laughs> I said, uh, I, when I was in my early twenties, I was not a, a bright individual. Um, and I'm drank just like everybody else. And when we had a restaurant Beachwood in Venice, I always thought if I worked at that place before I was 21 or right when I turned 21, I don't think I would have been that much of a dumbass when I was 21. <laughs> I mean, just the, the being sober and seeing everybody doing what they're doing and just speaking the way they do. I was like, oh my God, is this what I look like? Oh, I got to stop. <laughs> There's some self-reflection for you. Yes, definitely. So, so how, is, um, how is Hudson with this uh, whole journey that you guys are on? Does, does he dig the restaurant game? Does he dig going to hang out at Hudson House? Does, uh, d- does he like the, the family system? Uh, you know, what? he, he digs the restaurants, but I think he's like every 11 year old at this point. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to say most 11 year old boys, he's all about his video games right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so he can really care less about going down to the restaurants. He enjoys them. What he does like though, is when we do events, he will work an event from the beginning to the end. Nice. I mean, That's and he, fun. It is. It's, it's amazing to see. I mean, I, myself and Brooke get super proud just watching him. He, uh, we were doing an event in San Francisco a few weeks ago. Uh, really Brooke was, and we were invited as the plus ones, but, uh, Hudson started plating food. And I mean, he was telling the cooks, nope, you put too much on that one. No, nice. (laughs) And I was like, that's awesome. I mean, proud, proud father moments or parent moment at that moment. And, uh, but he, he worked all the way through. He was like, mom, you've been up, you've been standing here a long time. I got this. I'll take care of it. Nice. Did did you, it was, did you go tell that chef that was plating food that he just got schooled by a kid? No, I didn't do that. Being a guest, I just <laughs> smiled. All right, it was, all right. It was pretty amazing. My 11-year-old is killing that's, it. That's the best. Yeah. Movie. You have to sit back and be in dad mode and, and not chef mode. But um, Well, Nick, you said something during your today's dad definition that really stood out uh, to me, and it was about kind of being a, a partner and, and taking part in all the roles around the house and being a, and a parent and whatever. And I, I say it stood out because, you know, Mike and I both – 
wear the stay at home dad hat more than we wear, uh, you know, our hat of being podcasters or our other businesses that we own. Um, and you, you definitely, I guess as, as Brooke spent time on top chef in, in season 10 and then again in 14, um, I mean, that, that was probably a big dynamic and a big game changer stepping into that role of kind of being the, the single parent there for, for chunks of time. Uh, it was, it was actually a big game changer. Uh, the first time, uh, Hudson was four and she was gone. I mean, it was all new to us. She was gone about a month and a half and we weren't allowed to talk to each other. Basically really not at all. I, we really? would say seriously, well, we not talk. even husband and wife. Yeah. No, we, it was a, they really kept them sequestered, sequestered. Uh, what we would get is a phone call every now and then. And I mean, it literally, I'd walk around with my phone because I never knew when I was going to get the the call. Oh, that's and rough on it, so many levels. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it was, it was insane. Uh, she, she would call us and it would literally be a five minute conversation. Hey, how are you? Good. She wasn't allowed to say anything. And me being on my side, I didn't want to say anything if there was anything negative yeah. going on. So just to keep her mind positive. And we would say, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Love you. Love you too. Every, everything good? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Can't wait till the next uh, call then. Oh, and, man. And she would obviously talk to Hudson as well. And, you know, he was, again, he was four at the time. What she did was pretty awesome. Uh, she, before she left, she set up all these, uh, packages that would magically come like, should we put them in our closet? But they would come for Hudson once a week. Super cool. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So she, these little care packages that were for us mainly for Hudson, but she'd throw a little gift in there for me every now and then. And, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and said, "Don't drink this until I get home." Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was that was that one. Uh, I think it it really tripped her out because when she came back, or before she left, Hudson was a major mama's boy. And when she first came back, there was a night we were laying in bed, and Hudson was in his room, and he called out, and he didn't call for mom; he called for dad. And she was like, what happened? I was like, babe, you've been gone. I'm sorry. And so That's it was a great moment. Shift. It did. It did a little bit. I mean, it, it corrected yeah. right after, within a couple of weeks. Corrected after one I'm night. It was done. done. Yeah. yeah. It was like, no, mom's home. Mom's home. Dad's not here anymore. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, no, it was, but for me, it was amazing just because uh, Brooke is, she's, uh, she runs the house for the most part. She's an amazing woman and she, it, having her not here uh, just changed everything. Hudson and I got into a whole new routine and we had to do everything. I would get them ready for school alone and all, all those types of things. Uh, when she went back to the preschool, I knew all the moms. I was in the mom's club. Yeah, you know, ladies, and <laughs> yep. and uh, which which tripped her out as well. She's like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, that's so and so's mom, and that's so and so's mom, and <laughs> you know, and uh, we know and, those worlds." Sec- yeah, it's a fun world. It's actually yeah. it's it's great. Uh, the moms know all the gossip. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah they, they really do. do. Uh, uh, and then the second time she did it, we were a little more used to it. 
uh, Hudson was a bit older. He knew what was going on and still like a month and a half. Uh, so same, same thing, but she worked out a deal where we could talk a little bit more. And just, <laughs> and, well, good and behavior. The first time she was in there. Uh, yeah, no, well, exactly. But it's nuts because she would sit with somebody, the whole, somebody had to sit with her to make sure she didn't say anything. Oh my God. That she wasn't. Gosh. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty nuts and super intense. Like they didn't have, uh, any access to the outside world. So it was, well, and that's the stuff that's insane sometimes. Like, cause Mike, I don't know how much of the show you've watched, but you know, there's been some seasons, Nick, where like there's dads on the show who, whose like wives are pregnant and like giving birth while they're on the show. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I, mean, I feel like that's happened multiple seasons and that's, I can't even begin to imagine that feeling. Um, and not that that's any worse or different than like what Brooke had to go through with it, but, or, or what you had to go through with being a, I mean, I, I can't imagine not talking to the wife for <laughs> this whole thing has bananas. And this is just one show. And I'm sure every show does this um, to, to this level. It's pretty wild. Well, um, it's you guys came much. out on the other end uh, victoriously. So uh, it panned out for you guys. It did definitely. It was uh, it was all worth it, and I mean it. Uh, the Bravo family has been amazing with us. So we uh, it's it is hilarious how the the or even the top chef top chef family they are such a clique and club. They all know each other, and we go to you know you do the various events throughout throughout the country. Brooke obviously does more, but every now and then I go with her and. And it's hilarious. I mean, they're all like, it's like they all went to camp together and they talk about their things. <laughs> so, so myself and the other wives go and sit in the other room and talk about <laughs> how it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, so, um, I, I want to go back just a little bit cause I just have one more question about that experience for, for you and Hudson. This, the second time around when Brooke went, um, back and then, um, I guess they, they take a break and come back home right before they go and do the, the final couple rounds once they make it into the, the championship, I guess, or the final yeah. round. Yeah. And so the finale, they, they take about a week off. Oh, okay. So is that, ha, that experience for you guys, you and Hudson, the second time around, did you, did you find a lot of that? The same things kind of happened that you, you guys found your relationship kind of, enriching or getting deeper and then her coming back and leaving again for a short period of time. Was that, did you see those same challenges or, or issues again? Uh, uh yes and no. And I mean, this time, word, but. well, we not, yeah, issues, not so much, but it was more so the, uh, we were already in a routine at that point when she came back the first time she started doing more events and things that it wasn't so much that we were the co-chefs anymore. It was, there was, it was, Everything uh, Brooke was fueling majority of the restaurants at that point. I mean, she already she always has had more of a name than I have. So she, uh, she was, I don't know. She was just she was not in town as much. So yeah. Hudson and I still after that would have, uh, you know, four days a week uh, or four days one month. I'm sorry, four days one month, and uh, where she was out of town. So we had kind of a routine going. We she would be in town, she would leave, and then we'd get straight back into what our whole dynamic was. Sure. So when she was gone for a longer period of time, and when she did the second season, I'm trying to think, I think we just kind of traveled around a little bit, and 
uh, did small trips, things like that. Yeah. You guys definitely seem like you all are, uh, an on the road kind of family just from your all's Instagram and, and you know, what we see on that front, it seems like you guys are constantly on the go. Well, she's more so than I am. Um, I, I probably go with her 25% of the time and, and it's still, you're right. It's still quite a bit in in comparison to a lot of people. And I always thought personally that I was going to spend every night in a restaurant and close down the restaurant every night and traveling would be that maybe I get two weeks off a year and I get to go do something (laughs) fun. And, and we've been really fortunate again with this whole thing because it's a lot of these mini, mini trips. So we'd work solid for a day and a half and then we'd get a day to play or something like that. So Nick, it's, talk, it's pretty neat. Talk, talk to me about, um, you're, we're dabbling on it, but just you finding balance as a dad and then you finding balance for, for Hudson and juggling your restaurants and your family dynamic. And like, how, how do you, how do you find that Zen for yourself and, and for your family? Well, uh, one thing when we both were young, you know, we, as I said, we are, we both got into the business at a young age and we watched a lot of our chefs or bosses have really, really crummy marriages uh, because the restaurant business is the restaurant business. It does yeah. take a lot of your time. Yeah. And we both kind of bowed with that where I felt, I mean, right off the bat, I felt really fortunate because a lot of those, uh, those relationships have one, one partner in the marriage is in the restaurant business and the other partner is pretty much at home. Yeah. And, uh, and those are a lot of hours uh, away from one another where Brooke and I were had the understanding that we both were in the business and we understood each other's mentality with the business. So that was already a win-win where we could with Hudson at first, before she did the show uh, we would, one of us would work late one night and then the next, the other, uh, the next night, the other one would work late and we would switch off on everything and we'd make sure we had our family time. That was huge. Good for you guys. Uh, It it was, that one was luck and uh, a great staff that saw what we were trying to do and they supported us. And again, commending our staff with the, the fact when Brooke did leave for that month and a half, uh, I would have to be home every night and our staff really just stepped up and I would work all day while Hudson was at school. I would be reachable by phone. And I mean, the, the restaurants are lit up with cameras and I'd sit and try to communicate with the staff as much as I can from home while uh, Hudson was here with me. Oh, wow. And so we do really do focus on, on the family aspect of our lives. But you know, that, that is one of those um, cultural shifts probably to some extent of, you know, you, you guys setting that example for your staff, having four restaurants, having a kid that's growing up watching, you know, the food and beverage, the service industry and setting this example of it doesn't have to be being at the restaurant until two in the morning and then having drinks with your sous chefs and everyone else on the line and shutting it down and getting up and doing it again the next day. Like, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but where you guys are in your life with having a kid and then having this, you know, staff that works for you that you're providing for in, in your restaurant. Like it's, it's cool that you guys are kind of you like Mike was saying in the card. beginning. 
yeah that you're that you're playing the family card but you also guys you guys also get to play the like we're the badass chef card as well you know like yeah, it's that you yeah. you don't see that all the time no we again but it's been extremely fortunate with this one i mean there are times that uh like i said we just lost one of our main managers and so we are both picking up uh more of the responsibility and we're running a little farther a little faster and it's still working out but we are dividing some of the responsibility with the other managers and trying to make it so it doesn't crush everybody but yeah i mean we're we're all trying to do a little bit more but yeah no it's just it's Again, it's like we couldn't do it with this without the staff that we have. It's for sure. I mean, there will be times where if we lose uh, a sous chef or a cook, one of us or we'll go back to the old days of switching off in the kitchen. One of us will stay in the kitchen. And sometimes those are amazing times because we don't always get to see what's going on throughout the whole evening. Yeah, and yeah. we don't get to know the chefs or the cooks as much as we once did. So I, I personally miss that. So when I get to go in and and just cook for a night, which is a rarity. It's, it's awesome, beyond awesome. And to be kind of the newbie in the kitchen. I mean, I walk in now and it's, <laughs> it's like, they're like, Hey chef. And that's it. I'm like, cool chef. Yeah. I drive around in a car and, and taste things. Um, so to actually sit there and just crank, it's, it's fun. And it's just like the fountain of youth in a sense that I just go back to being in my early twenties and early thirties. Well, and that, that kind of goes to this next question I have for you of, again, it's along this, this balance piece and kind of being on this trajectory that you guys are on. So Hudson's 11, you guys are in a world that maybe you didn't envision. I mean, clearly you guys envisioned yourself being in the restaurant industry, but you maybe didn't see yourselves being on this platform of having fame and, and whatnot for it. So do you guys, do do you, you and Brooke, do you, Nick, as a dad, kind of have a, do you guys ever sit down and talk about the, like, what you're exposing Hudson to and then how to, like, manage that as parents of, like, realistic expectations and getting to go on these cool trips or seeing you guys work hard regardless of, you know, the fame. And you, 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 you've said the word luck a couple times, but you guys have worked hard for that luck. You know, like, do you guys have active conversations about how to, how to, parent with that for him Uh, we we do it's more of a a day-by-day thing though uh i mean he sees a lot of things he sees a lot of we he sees how much a lot of our guys work with us and for us and guys mean girls and guys but how every we make it very clear that we're able to stay home because of them yeah and and he's aware of it he's He's a great kid. I mean, he's really amazing with a lot of, like, I I think he has a true understanding of what it takes for that restaurant. I mean, there are times where he's, uh, he doesn't always get it, but then (laughs) we're like, just come in, hang out for a day and see, and see what these guys are doing. And, and it's not like cooks or restaurant people in general make a tremendous amount. So it's like, they're getting their butts kicked every night and we show him that. And he's, I don't know, he's just, he's very aware of it on his own. He's, he is one of the sweetest kids in the world and, and brightest in my opinion. And, and so again, another being extremely fortunate, just a kid who understands uh, the world around him 
to see, as you said, to see how much we work and it's not so much we enjoy it. So I don't look at it as so much work, but it's to see how much, uh, the restaurant is part of our lives. I mean, our phones are on 24 hours a day. We'll be sitting, having dinner. And if I get a phone call, I leave in the middle of dinner and go down to whatever restaurant needs me. And, And he sees it and he goes to the events and he sees what it takes and he sees the prep to go into it. But he is exposed to a lot of great things that I was jealous of. I, I mean, I've said, I mean, countless times, I think Brooke and I have both said it to each other. If I die, I want to come back as Hudson. Right. I mean, but that's, I mean, he's, he really, I mean, the, the kid seems to have, have got a pretty good, pretty good lot in front of him, which is as a, as a parent, that's the goal, right? I mean, you want, that's what you want. Um, but it's, it's definitely a cool experience that you guys are able to, to provide that and the opportunities you guys have because of it. Oh, and I, I agree. He's it's, I think it's awesome that he, like, I, I think it's awesome that he appreciates the experiences that we, that we are fortunate to have as well. So yeah. it's, um, again, I, as growing up, uh, my parents, we would go on a trip, as I said earlier, I, I thought my, my life would be that two week vacation a year and that's it. And that's what I grew up with. And sometimes we'd go out of town and sometimes we wouldn't. And, and Hudson is like, we're like, where do you want to go? I don't know. You know, we went to Japan uh, one time and he was like, "Uh, maybe go back to Japan. And as a kid, I would have been like, I don't know. I want to go to Disneyland or I want to go to to the beach. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's pretty amazing where his mentality is at 11 versus where mine was at 11. Yeah. Yeah. If if you were no a betting, if you were a betting dad, do you think uh, Nick's going to um follow Hudson. your footsteps? Um yeah, I'm sorry. Um do you think um Hudson will follow follow some footsteps and uh, go go into the I, restaurant industry? You know, I don't know. Uh I I'm not sure he gets it. I don't think he digs it. Both Brooke and I knew, I mean, I knew at a young young age. I was lost uh when I was young. And until I got my first job when I was 15 as a busboy and I walked into a restaurant and I was like, Oh my God, this all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's and cool. Brooke, uh, and we were both cooking at young ages. Like my brothers, uh, would go outside and play football and I would sit in with my, my family and cook for the parties. And yeah. it was just, there was a different, like, that's how we were. Uh, he, he walks through a kitchen better than half of our cooks. and understands how it all works yeah but i don't think he has the bug yet i mean it's it it, it Uh, sure 11's 11's not 15 it's a big it's a big uh, developmental gap um between the two yeah but But i would say well go ahead nick i'm sorry no no worries i just say if first he gets an education and and if he decides he wants to stay in the business because both Brooke went to one uh, semester of I think one year or one semester of college and I didn't go to college I went straight into culinary school oh wow um, but I would say he gets an education then he can decide from there yeah what he wants to do yeah that that was gonna be my question is more or less what what where are you guys at do you want do you want to see that would you like to see him you know in taking over in your guys' restaurants one day or being alongside you guys in it. I mean, I think that's a cool, there's always that legacy piece as parents that, you know, I think is, is meaningful and special, but then there's also the, you know, we've had, um, we've had a, a ER doc on our show or a physician on our show. Um, and a couple other people that, 
And Dr. Kevin Sprouse is the one I'm thinking of in particular who we asked him, you know, you want any of your kids to go into medicine? And he was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, and I I agree with him. I would say if you, I would love for him to do it, but only if you loved it. If you don't love it, uh, this business eats you alive. And I've watched it just destroy, not destroy people, but just you could see that they were miserable and they were just like, I'm stuck in the restaurant business. And, and that's it. And again, both Brooke and I were fortunate to know that we want to be in this business at a, at a young age. And even though if there are stressful days, I, I love the somewhat controlled chaos that is the restaurant business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I've, I've have not done much, but I did a little bit of time in it and it's, um, it, it is like watching a, you know, an, an orchestra or a symphony. I mean, when you're, when you're in a kitchen and there's people in there who know what they're doing, it is a beautiful thing to watch how smoothly it runs <laughs> and the execution of it. And it's just, I'm a big, this foodie, is a conversation so between I, like, a, not a kitchen person and a kitchen. Uh, yeah. person. <laughs> oh, well, it's, I, I love it. I mean, it's, I worked in some crazy testosterone filled kitchens that have been amazing. <laughs> and then I've worked in some very balanced kitchens that are even better. I mean, one of my favorite chefs was a guy who it was a small kitchen, so small that you couldn't pass each other on the line. And he was the calmest chef. I mean, he was probably one of my, like probably my fourth, fourth chef. And he was so calm. And before that, I thought you had to throw things and you had to yell and everything <laughs> had to be followed with a fuck. And, and that was it. And, and he was like, Nick, I just need you to put this out real quick. And that'd be great if you can get it up. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, man, you're making me more nervous. What are you going to yeah, do? Right, yell right. at me, please. Yeah, just <laughs> slam something. Call me stupid. <laughs> so he was a great one. And he kind of, I did somewhat of a 180 at that point, because before that it was like, I'm, I'm going to be a chef and I'm, I'm, cook faster and I can cut faster. And then this guy came in and changed the whole world. Nick, let me show you the way, man. Just take <laughs> your time. It, yeah. Take, like, yeah, cool. That would be Mike as a chef. Take, that would be me. That would highly be me. Dude, <laughs> calm cool, man, down, don't worry man. about it. It's all right. Like, They'll get their food. They're allergic to peanuts. No, They'll don't worry about food. it. Man. It's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tons of people See, go yeah. into hyperphylactic shock all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny we shouldn't joke about that shit it's Mike. just his no. time <laughs> uh, well nick i want to i want to switch gears here just a minute um because mike and i are, are are both fans of of the endurance sports world and have sat our asses on bikes for many a miles um so i want i want you to talk a little bit about and i don't, I don't know if you guys are still doing anything with it but i know you're a big rider but about your experience with no kid hungry and, and chef cycle. Cause that was a cool, cool run you guys had. I guess it was last year. You guys did a lot with that. Uh, we do it. We do it every year. We do a lot oh, of stuff okay. with no kid hungry. Uh, I've done chef cycle now. I think this will be my fifth year. I'll be doing it. So uh, what it, for, give us a, a crash course on what it is and, and, and so, for what, what no kid hungry is as well. Uh, well that one, I, I've got to actually read that one. Cause that's where I need my <laughs> spokesperson. <laughs> I, they were like, Hey, you want to ride a bike? And I was like, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, Let's I'm do this. <laughs> uh, I mean, it has the whole thing of one in every, I forget what the number is. Uh, it's basically to stop, uh, sorry. And, uh, the chef cycle, no kid hungry is to make sure every kid is fed. No kid hungry is working to end child hunger around America. And so 
what chef cycle is, it's, uh, basically, honestly, it's, it's like a restaurateur camp where it's all, all chefs, uh, or restaurateurs or people involved in the restaurant industry. Uh, we do 300 miles in three days and all proceeds go to, uh, no kid hungry. Excellent. And is that in California that you guys always ride or is it around the world or? Well, they, this year will be actually the first year they're doing, it's been in California the whole time. Uh, they did try to do it back East last year, but it didn't go through or maybe two years ago it didn't go through, but this year we're going to be doing it in, uh, Bend, Oregon. Cool. And so a hundred miles a day, uh, fun time. It's actually, I don't know if you know who, uh, Mary Sue Milliken is. She has, uh, she's, uh, partners with Susan Finnegers. They were the hot tamales. Uh, they had a TV show, the hot tamales. They had Burger oh, okay. grill. Uh, uh, Mary Sue is, uh, the one who got me actually into cycling. She saw that I was always trying to do different things. And then she, <laughs> she was like, Hey, have you ever tried it? And I was like, I would never wear those spandex. <laughs> no, I surf, I surf, I skate, I run a little bit, but I'm not going to, you're not going to catch me in those. Now, now I dance around the house with them. Absolutely. Yeah, right. They're Absolutely. fantastic. Nothing, nothing better than a bib. Love. That's, love the spandex. They are good. Yeah. I mean, that in a full length mirror, man, you're, right. you're uh, on. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just that. needs to leave the house at that point. I'm good by myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seven days a week, baby. That, that's it. So, so when is that event this year for you guys? I believe it is. Uh, you know what? They're changing it. So I'm sorry. It was in May. Now it's in June. Okay. So it'll be in June. And uh, it's for the last three years, it's uh, been up in the Sonoma, uh, Santa Rosa area. And if, if folks listening to the show want to support you guys in that effort, um, we can we can get a link from you later and be able to put that up in the show notes and send it out with the email for the show and everything. Oh, that'd be amazing! Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It would. Um, yeah, we all raise as much as we possibly can. It's somewhat of a contest. We do different uh, events, different events at the restaurants, uh, or there'll be. Uh, a couple chefs will get together and do another dinner somewhere else or whatnot. Cool. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun, fun thing, but it's selfishly. I mean, the first couple of years I was like, yeah, I'm doing this great event. And then everybody's like, you know, we see how much you ride. You kind of like the riding plus the charity. Right. And I was like, of course, I'd love the charity. <laughs> I mean, we do, we do a bunch of events other than chef cycle with no kid hungry. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's, awesome. it is a fun one. That's awesome. I, I love the endurance stuff. Are, are you guys, do you guys do all the, the try things and, or is it mostly just bikes? I've, I've done, I've done more than my fair share of triathlons and stuff, but you know, nowadays it's a lot more just running and right. It's honestly a lot more running, but running and riding with two kids and my wife's gotcha. crazy job and all that good stuff. Yeah. Just, just, uh, uh straight lifestyle uh, to the nines. That's just <laughs> what I try to do all the time. <laughs> I've, we've yeah. done the the long tours and the long uh the long races and endurances and marathons and the what four or five hundred mile bike tours and all that kind of stuff um just just kind of awesome. just just kind of your 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 lifestyle um mike did a ride across the whole state of tennessee i did that's well amazing. yeah four five hundred miles in like four or five days um that's amazing i see i want to catch up to you guys i only did i've done my first triathlon this past uh summer and i was like this is great Good man. Yeah. I mean, good man. 
Triathlon's fun. It, it feeds the the ADD soul because you don't get you don't get stuck doing one thing for too long. <laughs> I I agree a hundred percent. It was uh, I I really enjoyed the the breakup a little bit. I love cycling. I I went on a fun little ride today and it was great. But yesterday I got the swim. The day before I ran. Tomorrow I'll run. And it's just I do like uh, to switch it up just a bit. Yeah, I get extremely envious, jealous, whatever word you want to use of your uh, your Instagram post of your your rides a lot because it's like you know these beautiful mornings. You're out near the ocean. You got beach near <laughs> you, and it's like you know we're out east coast right now with just shit winter weather, and it's like, <laughs> damn it, you, like, you you win. <laughs> well, I was I was thinking about you guys actually today, just because. Of that, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so cold! It's forty nine degrees. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous." And I was like, well, I'm going to talk to these guys today. I don't know if I'm going to bring that part up. Like, what a wuss I am! <laughs> like, I mean, the one guy who I ride with, he had four layers on. And I was oh like, man, no like, way! Yeah, I was like, "Dude, what are you wearing?" He's like, "Everything, everything I have." <laughs> I just ride in my ski suit. <laughs> you do? Or are you? No, 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 I don't at all. I'm making this shit up. Oh, I was like, wow, that's, uh, that's funny. Just, uh, just Nick, don't ride, dude. Just don't ride. Well, I, I told you I'm in a bib five days a week in front of a mirror, so I have to. Uh, so Nick, a hard pivot. Um, you guys are a chef family with a kid that more or less arguably you probably feed more so than he feeds himself what um i am on this endless quest of uh trying to get easy go easy prepped easy food um for our kids so what what are your kind of go-to meals that you have for your family unit and uh um that that hudson likes to eat that you're actually proud for him for eating them and not just peanut butter and jelly (laughs) You know, it's funny is he doesn't like peanut butter. He doesn't like any oh, of the good. things that are like, he just started liking mac and cheese, which is <laughs> Okay, nuts. good. Good. Yeah, good. that is nuts. Uh, we, uh. You spoiled him. And I, well, no, we, I beg him to eat the other stuff. He won't eat <laughs> cereal. I'm like, dude, eat some cereal so I can have it in the freaking house. I mean, shit, please. <laughs> uh, um, uh, our go-tos would be, uh, we make a turkey bolognese. Mainly Brooke makes a turkey bolognese mm, and that, that usually lasts for a couple days. Uh, mine is, I, I just love a roasted chicken. Uh, I do roasted yes. chicken, veggies, and some sort of a starch just because again, uh, I love the snack throughout the day. So you throw the roasted yeah. chicken in and just eat yeah. it throughout the day. And then one of his favorites would be, uh, uh, salmon, uh, steam rice and broccoli with teriyaki mm. on drizzle all over it. Good and meal for an 11 year old man. I mean, he, he, uh, but he loves sushi, uh, he, and salmon sushi, which is a trip because none of us like that. Or <laughs> neither, neither Brooke or, I mean, we'll eat it, but I wouldn't, I like you go to, we have the sugar fish. I don't know if you guys have sugar fish, but, uh, well, it's a sushi that delivers and you have to buy these, like you have to get salmon and it comes with it and, and I'll eat it, but it's not like I would ever go somewhere and that's what I'm going to order. I never, I never <laughs> crave it. You have to so. get salmon. You pretty much, I mean, you don't have to, but it's, they have, uh, it, they have the various dinners and you, you basically say, uh, I don't even know, I'm drawing a blank of what it's, what it's called, but, uh, yeah, you, you can say like, there's a crab part of it. And I say, I don't like it cause I'm allergic. I'm not, but I just, I really don't like their, their blue crab. Got it. Um, but, 
But Sam and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll eat on it. To you now, man. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are. They figured it out. They're like, oh, here he comes. Like, <laughs> here comes his, his Uber order. <laughs> uh, but the family favorite, I think, is Brooks' uh, turkey bolognese. Nice. I'm I'm gonna again go back to my you know it sounds like all I probably do is creep on you and Brooke on Instagram and that's not the case but yeah dude this um, is like the seventh time you brought it up this is getting weird. I know but I you know I, I research Mike I do research before the shows okay uh, it's, all know, it's all for work it's all work it's all for work um, but no I crack up it I uh, I was inspired Brooke put something up one time about like uh, stir fried rice for or I'm not stir fried fried rice for breakfast uh-huh. and. Uh, I I made rice a little bit later or something, and I, my daughter is just a super finicky eater, but she loves fried rice from time to time. It depends on the day. And uh, I'm like, dude, fried rice, for, fried rice for breakfast. How great does that sound? And I made it, and she was like, this is stupid, Dad. I'm not eating that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no winning. <laughs> like, There's never any winning. Well, just because you do something because you saw something on Instagram doesn't make you good would at you it. Would you eat fried rice for breakfast? If somebody made uh, me fried rice for breakfast, I would be the happiest damn person on the Not because you made it for me, man. It'd have to be good. <laughs> well, that's uh, you should. Hudson is like it's a constant competition of who can cook better. It's, and it's not really a competition, but it was like, nice. like, and I was like, you know, the, I, if you follow Brooke's uh, Instagram or mine, Brooke does a toad in the hole um, very often or an egg in the hole, uh, very often. And, and so Hudson's automatic, you know, he wakes up and I'm like, what do you want for breakfast? Because God forbid you have a bowl of cereal yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, and he, it's like uh, egg in the hole. And I'm like, all right. And so she does her, her version and then I do mine. And it's usually when she's out of town or if she's, if she was working late at night that it's my turn and, and I'll, I'll try to do like a, we'll get truffle butter and I'll throw a little truffle butter in there or something. And I'll try to do something a little fancier to up my game. And he's like, ah, dad, you know, it seems like you added a little too much butter without me saying a friggin' thing. And I'm like, I'm like dude, I, but I, it's truffle. He's like, yeah, but it, it just seemed greasier than mom's. Like, you're a dick. Like, can you just yeah. go up to mom? Really cool. Yeah. It was like, is the egg custardy enough? Is it okay? Well, it's it's a little too runny. Okay. Great. That's Thanks, man. Funny. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's, if, he critiques if You would everything. like to wake up and make your own breakfast. Go for it. <laughs> right. But, exactly. And we've, for a minute, he was doing it and then he somehow forgot. He forgot how to make eggs. But, but secretly, <laughs> like, oh. you just want what box of cereal in your pantry? Me, I would take anything. I grew up eating cereal. I mean, that's my favorite anything, meal. At any night. box, it doesn't matter. Uh, just give me. Doesn't matter. I love cereal, and I, I just, I would kill a box. I need somebody else in the house to eat it, where I would eat yeah. the whole friggin' thing uh-huh, in, uh-huh. in two sittings. I can eat cereal. Did you, did you say it's your favorite meal at night? Oh my god! I <laughs> oh, dude, I, there, yeah. a, a nighttime cereal is like about as good as it gets. I'm, I'm, I approve of that message. <laughs> Thank you. No, I I agree. It's if we go out, uh, if we went out to a bar or something, the first thing if we have a bowl of cer- or cereal at home, I beeline it. It's either ice cream or cereal. Or my two, like boom. That's funny for sure. And, it's, and there's no talking. So so now we're just in <laughs> in a cycling bib in front of a mirror eating a bowl of cereal at night. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with this scenario uh, that you no. just laid out. That's stupid. No, no, it's it's like you were so, following me at home. <laughs> that, that's the, I'm right behind you. So after the episode's <laughs> over, at some point in the next you know couple of days, when you record your definition of a today's dad video for us and send it to us. The bar has now been set that it will be in a cycling bib with a bowl of cereal in your hand. <laughs> That's funny. 
Maybe. That'd be funny. Though. I like it. Okay. We'll see. I'll send you two, maybe. Just yeah, we'll just have to see. <laughs> I see what you did there, but let's not go that direction. Uh, <laughs> Don't get crazy, Palmer. Uh, that's crazy. Oh, man. That's All right. Weird. Well, I... Uh, we have we have reached the point in our show, Nick, where we do our uh, our rapid fire questions. So, are you ready? I am. All right. So, the first question is your drink of choice. Uh, uh, espresso. Espresso. What you got? Do you have a particular uh, bl- we, or, we, or bean maker or Jesus bean maker? Uh, do you have a particular coffee that you like to use for your espresso? <laughs> Uh, Who the uh, fuck says bean maker? You know it's cool, man. I like bean maker. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it tomorrow. I'm gonna say that tomorrow when I'm pouring what bean maker. Do we have today? What bean maker yeah, we use yeah. today? <laughs> uh, Victoria is is probably my favorite right now. Good. It's uh, Australian based, uh, uh, but we that's what we use at the restaurants. Very cool. So, uh, next question: uh, Your biggest lesson you've learned as a dad. Uh, to, I don't know, to just breathe, write it out, not lose my temper. Good. That's a good one. One that many of us, <laughs> many of us have learned, I, I think. I feel like uh, you yeah, learned yeah. it from that chef, that the Zen chef that, uh, yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah. Rick, Rick Cunningham was his name or is Rick, his name. I, Rick Cunningham. Rick just oh, Rick. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Most annoying song, show, movie, or et cetera that you and Hudson have had to watch or listen to a hundred thousand times together. Oh, I don't know. On that one, there's been so many. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I would say for anything that he listens to on YouTube, all those guys' voices on YouTube. Yeah. They yeah, all blend. Uh, they all blend all, into this hodgepodge do. of bullshit. Oh my God. The gamers. Like they just, I was like, does he really oh, talk like that? And you're at that age where he watches gamers game. Yes. And then oh, they talk my goodness. in that. It's the worst. And I'm like, please just turn it down. Please just turn it off. Why are you listening to this? Oh, guy? that's bananas <laughs> to me. Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't uh, grasp that. I don't get it. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, next question. Favorite thing to do with your kids? Uh, probably Singular. ride bikes. Ride yeah. bikes. Any or a kid, yeah. Uh, with Hudson, is ride bikes anything outdoors? Very good. It's fun. Do you guys like road ride together, or are you guys? Just uh, like- we do. We uh, we do. We'll do family rides. So it's never really just Hudson and myself. It's the whole the whole group. Uh, That's even better, man. Out. That's fun. It's oh, it's it's one of my favorite things. And again, uh, ragging on the fact that we have the the boardwalk and the beach and and freezing 49 degree weather um, <laughs> early in the morning, but it's, it's incredible. You have a sunny day with my, my crew and it's my favorite part of the year. That's great. That's great. Well, well, that's a, a good segue into the next question. Then best part of being a dad. <clears throat> uh, just watching, watching him grow, seeing all the amazing things that he's already accomplished and knowing that he's going to accomplish so much more. Yeah. Well said. I think that that's my answer to that question too. Uh, next question. Uh, your favorite band. Uh, see, I don't know on that one. I would say it, it varies. I'm going to go easiest one would probably be Bob Marley. Would just be. In Can't the way go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong. All right. And the last question, you've made it through the gauntlet. What trait uh, of your own do you hope that Hudson will inherit or model? Uh, the, adventure 
I hope he uh, just thrives for adventure. That's it. I mean, nice. Um, does that make sense? I don't know. Um, yeah, you got. I mean, makes yes, sense. absolutely. I, I feel like that's a good word to sum up your guys' life is adventure. You guys definitely seem to to live it. Uh, it's 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 been again not in kidding. It's been fun. Uh, just extremely fortunate. I can't say it enough. Just never expected it to to have what we've been blessed with, with all the different adventures that we have had so far and hoping to have much more. Pretty cool. Nick, uh, what's on, what's on your future timeline? What's on a five year, 10 year, or is it just hold the hell on? Uh, hold the hell on. Always looking, uh, again, just trying to, I, I always want to open up more, uh, but I, yeah. would, I would like to, uh, open something out of California at some cool. point. Uh, just to have the reason to travel more again, come to Asheville, North Carolina, man. (laughs) That'd be, that'd be awesome. I'm down. I've never been, so I would love it. Very cool, man. Oh, you guys got to make it to Asheville, man. Asheville's a great town. Yeah. Some tourists. We get some tourists in here for the mountain town. And ride the Blue Ridge Parkway. You, you want to, you want to get your butt on some hills. Come bring the bikes over (laughs) to the Blue Ridge Parkway. (laughs) I'm down. I love it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Nick, man, uh, certainly uh, thank you for the time and uh, thank you for carving out some hours of your evening, um, especially under stressful staffing times at your restaurant. Yeah. Uh, thanks for sharing your story about uh, about your family crew. Uh, thank you. No worries. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Man, what a great conversation. Nick, I hope we didn't skewer you too much and you didn't feel grilled. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was a savory conversation. Everybody thought that, you know, we were done with those jokes 30 minutes ago. I got like, more. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's, let's maybe save them for the next show. <laughs> My jokes are starting to curdle. Oh, God. It's horrible. On so many levels, it's horrible. All right. So... That was a that was a stellar conversation. Nick is like we said a, a true today's dad. I uh, I really liked his his definition about the the equality, the equalness of a today's dad. You know that we're we're happy to be the ones doing the school drop offs, happy to be able to be the ones that are taking care of things around the house, having the emotional connection. That you know, there's more balance in the family dynamic in today's day and age, and I think that's that's a big part of being a today's yeah, no, dad. I, I completely agree, man. Um, it was well said on his part and well recapped. Um, it truly the today's world. I'm thankful that we live in a more equality and I'm glad that we're able to kind of lead that March and live that March and have a platform to talk about that March because, um, it, uh, on all cases, I, I hope dads are advocating for that equality aspect on all fronts. I, I know y- Everybody knows women are rightfully so, and they're doing a damn better job than we are. Um, but on but on the same token, I also like the the softer side of the the men equality stuff that um, that that makes dads more real. Um, that 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 I like. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the it. You and I were talking earlier today. It doesn't have to be that it's always the the meme of a dad screwing something up or whatever. I mean, it's it's being proud and and you know really loving and owning that yeah that you got role. it you got it man um, love it and then the joy that we get that we all get out of really being able to um watch our wives 
thrive at what they do and support them in that journey as well. I mean, that's, it's, it's fun. I love, I love being married to badass lady boss. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everything we talked about, uh, in this episode, um, we have all of our links, we have our show notes, we have all of our today's dad definition videos on our website at wake So please go check it out. Yeah, please do. And uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, it was a little bit new for you regular listeners, but we have created a Facebook community. Um, it's the, it is the Wake Dad Drink Repeat community page. Um, and we're going to be doing some different stuff on there on social media than we've done in the past. This is where we'll be able to engage with you guys on a little bit more of a personal level. Um, we're going to start giving you guys opportunities to give us questions that you want to hear from upcoming guests. So um, be sure to check out that page just for an example where we've got a financial planner uh coming on the show here in a couple weeks and would love to get any questions that you guys have about that stuff as dad so um you got it man you know pay attention join the community and uh, we look forward to having more conversations with you guys there yeah additionally a place to have some meaningful dialogue about some uh meaningful conversations that uh all about enhancing the dad environment there you go, man. You got it. All right. Well, you along got it. that line, then we appreciate all of you being a part of our Wake Dead Drink Repeat community. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, family, uh, for um, hanging out and doing this episode with us. We truly hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, remember to wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Please review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow our community. Be sure to get social with us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can check out our website at wakedaddrinkrepeat.com.